The reopening trade is back on, the stimulus deal is blocked, and is Peloton a buy? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And the market is higher today. That's right. The market just turning completely green across the indexes with the Dow Jones now up 191 points, NASDAQ up just five points, and the S&P 500 up 17 points. All the while, the Rust 2K is up 15 points, and the VIX CBO volatility index is up, well, no, I got you there, down uh, 1.47 points. So overall, the markets are looking green today, surprisingly. Um, last night, President Trump coming out and blocking the stimulus deal, saying it's not enough, calling for $2,000 payments to $600 payments. And while it looks like he might get what he wants, um, in fact, House Speaker um, calling the $2,000 payments in a new bill to the floor of the House, seeking unanimous consent. Um, so that is expected to pass, go off, I expect, to the Senate then, um, and we'll see what happens. I expect it will be passed. We are seeing a lot of senators from both sides of the aisle um, coming out in support of these $2,000 payments, and I think it will happen now that President Trump has came out and pretty much said no bills passing unless there's $2,000 payments. So I like that. Um, even more for the American people, I think they called this right. This stimulus deal was full of just, you know, a lot of stuff that just, you know, the American people did not like um, that. And it was brought to light. And I think the bill is definitely going to change within the next few days. But we will see. We'll see what happens. Um, it will be, I believe, an upside catalyst at this point, given that it was blocked. Um, we saw futures last night decline um, on the news that the bill would be blocked. And then this morning they rebounded on news that, you know, $2,000 payments are here. Um, and I think the likelihood of that being passed is high. So I believe once that is passed, the market will have a little more upside than what it already has. Um, and it seems the reopening trade is back. Looking at the market today, we see a lot of those reopening names um, moving higher. Boeing, uh, GE, Honeywell, Disney, uh, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and many more names like, uh, you know, those types of names um, moving higher today, leading the pack. While the NASDAQ names, for instance, Salesforce and NVIDIA and Amazon and Apple are getting sold off. So it's an interesting complex going on right now. Stimulus deal blocked, and now it's trading on the hope of that stimulus deal. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, But I definitely think the stimulus deal is a major catalyst here for the markets. I think that's kind of what the market is trading around right now. Now, COVID-19 numbers continue to rise. Um, total cases are now hitting 18.23 million cases when I last checked um, just a few minutes ago, and deaths now topping 320,000. Um, absolutely terrible stuff there, and of course, prayers go out to everyone and anyone affected by COVID-19. But we're here to talk about the stock market, so let's get into it even further. Some big analyst calls across the street today. Peloton's price target raised at 186 Um, I'm sorry, Peloton fans, but I simply disagree with this. We're going to be talking about Peloton here in just a few minutes. But Penn National price target raised to 115. I think, you know, the argument for that I like. Um, We are reopening. They're in the sports betting space. I think that uh, they definitely have a lot of market to grow into. Um, So I like I like Penn. I like this upgrade. I think it was definitely warranted, even though the stock's up 285% year to date. Um, taking a look at the numbers, you know, 
the valuation is tough for me, but it's not too bad compared to a lot of other names in the market. Um, and we have to be relative when we talk about valuation because there are some names that are ridiculous Peloton um, when it comes to valuation. And I think eventually um, the whole valuation argument is going to come out, you know, it's just going to destroy this market eventually um, because right now the market's completely ignoring valuation and every single time valuation has been ignored um, in the in history for a, you know, a vast amount of time and the market's just gone up, up and up. Um, it's been followed by a very big crash and a lot of people have lost a lot of money. So we have to be careful. We can't forget valuation. Um, Disney's price target raised to 201. I completely agree with this. Uh, the country is going to reopen. Disney plus is a hit. Um, and on top of that right now, all the parks are shut down. So, um, the more we reopen, the more society goes back to normal. I believe the more traders are going to like Disney because then they'll be able to reopen parks and the park reopenings are going to be seen as catalyst and therefore the stock is going to move higher. Um, and then Qualcomm upgraded to outperform, which I also like that. Um, I think Qualcomm's an excellent name. You know, it had a big run and it's been pulling back in recent weeks after that big run. I mean, it ran all the way up to 158 um, and then it just came tumbling down right after. So, you know, I like that. I like Qualcomm. I think it's a buy. Um, they have a lot of business with Apple, which I like. Whether that business stays intact over the next few years, who knows? But I still think, uh, you know, Qualcomm is an excellent company. Um, now, shifting into um, a stat we don't often talk about, uh, but just today, personal income and spending numbers came out, and they both declined um, in October. Now, this is just a quick note. The federal government noted that this was due to COVID-19 and the boom in infections. Now, this is something we don't want to see. Um, it's obviously not great that personal income and spending declined. But overall, we know why COVID-19 and hopefully when COVID-19 leaves us um, here, when we come out of COVID-19 and most people get vaccinated, um, we will be, you know, we'll be in a solid position where these numbers reverse and the economy comes back. But as of right now, it is important to note that the economy is still struggling. Um, so let's get right into it. We have two great names to talk about. And the first one we're going to talk about is Peloton. Now, I'm a big fan of Peloton. Don't get me wrong. The numbers are excellent, um, and we're going to break it down here. But then I think you'll be a little confused on my conclusion, and I'm going to explain that. So here we go. Uh, overall, Peloton is one of the most popular stay-at-home names um, and is a provider of a digital fitness platform, as we all know, that not only provides the digital experience, but most importantly, the bike and tread itself. Now, due to COVID-19, gyms across the country have been shut down, leading many to purchase Peloton's bikes and join the company's digital ecosystem, which is great. Now, in some of the most recent headlines and what has propelled Peloton to its new all-time highs is, of course, this acquisition of Precore, a fitness equipment company for $420 million. Now, um, the president of Peloton noted, unquote, by combining our talented and committed R&D and supply chain teams with the incredibly capable pre-core team and their decades of experience, we believe we will be able to lead the global connected fitness market in both innovation and scale. I don't doubt that, um, but the question is, and we'll get into this later, is can they grow fast enough to keep up with this valuation, which is insane? Um, now, furthermore, uh, the numbers, you know, they continue to impress out of Peloton and Peloton continues to grow. Um, looking at Peloton, they delivered a Q1 beat 
2021 beat with an EPS of 20 cents versus the analyst EPS consensus of uh, 11 cents. So a solid beat on EPS. Uh, Peloton went on to report that revenues grew by 232%, which is huge, to $757.9 million. Management also noted that connected fitness subscriptions grew by 137% to $1.33 million. Furthermore, it's important to note that paid digital subscriptions grew by 382%. That's a huge growth number, um, totaling 510000 which brings the overall members count to 3.6 million. Um, so, you know, that's not bad. Um, not bad numbers at all out of Peloton. Um, furthermore, digging into the margins, gross margin was 43.4% in Q1. Subscription gross margin was 58.5%. Connected fitness product gross margin was 39.4%. And of course, subscription contribution margin was 64.1%. So overall, you know, numbers aren't bad. In fact, they're quite good across the financial side of Peloton. Um, furthermore, uh, you know, Net income totaled $69.3 million and adjusted EBITDA landed at $118.9 million for Q1 2021. Um, and then they went on to deliver guidance and guidance was just as stellar as the earnings for Q1 2021. Um, we look at Q2 2021 and management now expects revenues of $1 billion in, gross pro- in a gross profit margin of 39%. So solid numbers there. Um, management also believes that Q2 connected fitness subscriptions will grow Um to total 1.63 million and adjusted EBITDA will be $70 million. So, you know, I like those numbers. They also delivered full year 2021 guidance um, and management now expects the full year of 2021, the turnout uh, revenues of $3.9 billion and a gross profit margin of 41% along with an adjusted EBITDA of $300 million. So overall, you know, solid numbers. Um, They also expect their connected fitness subscriptions to total 2.17 million um overall solid numbers and we we know this you know we've gone through peloton multiple times the financials and the growth are solid um very good in fact um in on top of that you know the balance sheet there's no debt on the balance sheet their assets far outweigh their liabilities and their cash and short-term investments is two billion dollars um i like that that's in fact just their cash and short-term investments is more than their liabilities so an impressive balance sheet there um, with total assets and cash far outweighing any liability or debt. And that's exactly what we want to see on a balance sheet. But this is where I start to get into the issue. Um, and that is, how do you buy this? How do you play this? Um, and first off, you know, often, and I will say, don't base an investment wholly on a valuation. Um, you shouldn't do that because the market at this point doesn't care about valuation, um, at least for this for these past few months. But this valuation is insane. Um, a price to earnings of currently 1,328 times is insane, especially with the market we are going into. You see, it's down today. It's down for good reason because this country is going to reopen. And when gyms reopen, I ask you this, how many people are going to keep buying Pelotons? Now, one could make the argument, oh, well, you know, this just showed everyone how much gyms, you know, aren't really favorable and really um, everything's going to be okay because, you know, people are going to realize that they like biking at home on their Peloton more. Um, Well, I, you know, I doubt that. I think a lot of people are going to go to the gym. From the people I know, people like to go to the gym. They like to leave their home. I personally, I don't. But a lot of people like to leave their home and they like to go work out 
and in a public area with a bunch of gym equipment. They don't just want to have their Peloton in their garage and bike. Um, and, you know, I, I struggle to see how much more Peloton can grow as we come out of this pandemic. And I believe that's why the stock is down two points today. Um, but a price to earnings going into that situation of 1,327 times doesn't bode well with me. Um, not even close to well with me. You know, we really don't know what sales are going to do coming out of the pandemic in, in normal life. We don't. We do not know. Um, and if you look at Peloton earnings, they got a boost from this pandemic, a huge boost. Um, so I, I somewhat doubt that they can maintain this growth rate. I really do. Um, you know, management seemed very confident that they can. I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see. But right now, this valuation with a price to earnings of 1,300 times, a price to sales of nearly 20 times, a price to book over 23 times, and a price to cash flow over 130 times is insane. That is insane. I'm sorry. It's insane. These numbers are crazy, and that is why I'm knocking Peloton on this valuation. Um, it is, you know, Tesla's the same way. It is insane valuation. Now, I hold Tesla. Tesla is a whole different story, and here's the difference. Tesla is in a market, the electric vehicle market, and they are a leader in their market. Um, not only that, but it's, it's electric vehicles. The huge the market is much bigger, in my opinion, um, than the stationary bike with an iPad strapped to it. I mean, investors need to get a grip here. Um, and I'm not, you know, if you hold Peloton and you've made money on it, great. This is excellent. Um, I'm just urging new investors who don't hold any Peloton, don't just go buy it willy nilly um, and just say, you know what, Peloton, you know, I'm, I just want it. No, hold on a minute. Because we have no clue what this company is going to do on a sales basis coming out of the pandemic. No clue. And we are going to get out of this thing. Vaccines are rolling out right now. So, you know, you have to be careful with names that have gone parabolic like Peloton has. I mean, this stock has gone parabolic. Let's look at the numbers here. It's gone up 460% in 2020. Let's take a look at 2020. Um, in Q1, they delivered an EPS of negative $1.29, Q1 of 2020. Um, and I believe that was pre-pandemic. And then we see their numbers nearly, you know, get better and better and better as the pandemic goes on. And now we're going to start coming out of the pandemic. So what are earnings going to do? Um, and I don't think that Peloton can keep up their 232% sales growth. I don't. I simply don't. Um, I, you know, I like Peloton. It's a great company. Did financials, great numbers, great results. But I am not going to pay 1,300 times earnings to get this stock. It does not make sense to me. I'd rather go buy something with a much lower PE, a price to, uh, price to earnings ratio. For instance, I'd rather go buy a Boeing coming out of the pandemic that I know is going to do well and perform much better than a Peloton um, because I know that Boeing has more market. They pretty much own the airline um, market. Um, not only that, but that market has a huge runway um, on, re on a recovery basis. You know, they can come back throughout the next four years and this stock can perform. Boeing can perform well throughout the next four years because everything's going to recover in their industry um, once we get out of this pandemic. Peloton on the, uh, on the other side has an adverse effect. As we come out of this pandemic, I think people are going to be using their Peloton less and I, I think sales are going to decline and I think people are going to go to the gyms and I think, you know, life is going to, in that aspect, is going to go back to mostly normal. Um, so I'm not dissing Peloton holders. In fact, congratulations on getting in. And if you hit this huge run on Peloton, great stuff. You know, excellent trade. That's what the market is all about. It's not all about valuation. But I think valuation has to come in at a certain point, And I'm calling it right now. 
1,300 times earnings is ridiculous. Um, and that's just the way I am looking at Peloton. Now, we have another, we, we can keep going on Peloton here. Management has done an excellent job. Um, you look at their return on equity is 2.8%. Their return on assets, 1.6%. Their return on invested capital, 2.1%. Great numbers there. Um, the analyst, mostly iffy on this. You know, the high price target is 185. The uh, mean price target is 146, and the low price target is 110. I'm more at the, you know, 120 to 140 range in where I think this stock should be, if not a lot lower. Um, but this is a market where valuation does not matter. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, institutions, um, you know, I remember the institutional holdings being greater than this last time I checked it. But, you know, it's at 68.53%. So not bad. The Vanguard Group, Bailey Gifford & Co. and Genesis Associates all in it. Um, and then on top of that, on a technical basis, we just said, you know, Peloton is so bullish. It is just insanely bullish. Um, and this stock just has not stopped. You know, you look at the one year chart and this thing, absolute monster from 19 bucks a share at the beginning of the year to 158, just insane. But, um, in my opinion, you know, that valuation on a stock like this is insanity. Um, and I think at some point investors are going to realize this. And I think at some point a potential crash across the market, um, is going to harm these high, high valuation plays. Um, furthermore, we have another name to talk about, and this is Ethan Allen Interiors. Yes, that's right. A name that's not talked about so much. It's actually a uh, cheaper stock. You know, it only trades around 20 bucks. Um, so, you know, it's a cheaper stock, which I like. I think um, a lot of investors, new investors to the market, want a stock that's cheaper. I trade blue chips, so I'm always in like the $100 range for stocks, at least the majority of them, 100 up. Um, but a lot of people like these cheaper plays, you know, the $20, $40 stock plays. Don't get me wrong, I do too. Um, you can get a lot more shares, and if it's a great company, a lot more upside potential, depending on the stock. You know, uh, we look at a name like Tattooed Chef, and you don't see a lot of large caps moving like Tattooed Chef, which is down a percent today, so that might be a buy. Either way, um, you know, that's just my opinion. But Ethan Allen Interiors is an excellent name, and we're going to go through the breakdown on this. Plus, they have a dividend, which I like. So either way, um, Ethan Allen Interiors, Ethan Allen Interiors, I apologize for that, is a major interior design company, retailer, and manufacturer of furnishings for the home and office. The company does maintain a global reach, and the majority of Ethan Allen's products, uh, product offerings are in the luxury furnishing space. Um, furthermore, Ethan Allen Interiors currently trades at a market cap of around $480 billion, and they do give a handout, payout, a dividend um, of with a 5.23% yield, and it's $0.25. Cents. So, Excellent stock all around right there, just based on the numbers, a solid dividend, um, you know, a 5.23% yield. I like that. Um, now, digging in further to Ethan Allen tears. Due to COVID-19, Ethan Allen has had a wild ride. With production issues and sales challenges created by lockdowns and stay-at-home orders that derived from the pandemic. Uh, furthermore, digging into the numbers, Ethan Allen Interiors management has done an excellent job managing the crisis all the while cleaning up the balance sheet. Ethan Allen beat Q1 2021 expectations with an EPS of $0.36 cents versus the analyst EPS consensus estimate of $0.35. Cents. Uh, while EPS did improve, revenues declined. Um, in fact, uh, taking a look at it, this was all a result of the pandemic. Ethan Allen Management reported that net sales landed at $151.1 million, down 13.1%. 
um, from the Q1 2020 net sales uh, level of 173.9 million. So, you know, net sales did decline mostly due to COVID-19 management noted. On the bright side, the company noted that this was solely due to COVID-19, as we just said, and it is not establishing a downward trend in sales. Furthermore, gross margin improved throughout the quarter to 56.8%, even though the company faced a vast array of production challenges throughout the pandemic. Adjusted Adjusted operating margin also continued to improve, with the operating margin increasing to 8.1%, far better than the 7.0% adjusted operating margin in Q1 2020. Now, breaking down Ethan Allen's sales, retail written orders increased by 10.8%, while wholesale written orders declined by 0.4%. The decline in wholesale orders was, according to management, related to GSA timing and government orders. So overall, we see Ethan Allen kind of, you know, this earnings release kind of just getting hit off of a lot of, you know, undue, um, unfortunate circumstances related to the pandemic. And, you know, it sets it up as an excellent reopening play. Um, Now, furthermore, this is where it starts to get impressive. Another highlight of Ethan Allen's uh, recent earnings report was the elimination of all debt. Management noted that the remaining $50 million in debt was fully paid off and the company ended the quarter with $62 million in cash on hand. So, Ethan Allen ended the quarter with zero debt and a huge cash level, and I like that. Everyone likes a balance sheet that has a lot of cash, a lot of assets, no debt, and minimal liabilities, and that is exactly where Ethan Allen has gotten itself. It is a comeback play here, and I like it. Furthermore, um, finally, cash provided by operating activities grew by 80%, um, 80.3% to $42.2 million, a major factor in the company's strength throughout Q1 of 2020. Management noted the strength of the company, quote, our fundamentals continue to be strong with retail written orders and backlogs reporting double-digit growth, both within our design centers and from e-commerce. CEO, uh, I believe... I'll just say Kethwari, uh, CEO Kethwari, uh, he has a really hard name to pronounce, but uh, the CEO of Ethan Allen Interiors said. Um, so excellent, excellent numbers coming out of Ethan Allen here, um, especially for, you know, going throughout the pandemic. It seems they have definitely turned things around, improved the company, eliminated debt, all the while in a global pandemic that has been affecting the company's manufacturing um, in a very bad way. So, Overall, great stuff here. Now, the balance sheet, as we noted, no debt. Total liabilities, $188 million, but this is where we get to the good stuff. Total assets of $623 million and a cash and short-term investments of $62 million. Now, the valuation is a bit high, um, you know, but as we noted and we can clearly see, valuation sometimes doesn't matter. Um, with a price to earnings of 133 times, a price to sales of 8.85 times, and a price to book of 1.44 times, with a price to cash flow... Of 8.86 times. So overall, um, the valuation on a price-to-earnings basis is high, but the rest of the ratios there aren't terrible. And on top of that, this valuation, um, if you compare the, you look at the stock price, this stock price has been falling literally since I would say 2016. Um, it was 34 bucks a share. It's now at 19. I think Ethan Allen has a lot of upside here. Um, and therefore, the price, you know, the difference between this. Uh, valuation basis and Peloton's valuation basis is Peloton's at all-time highs. Um, and then Ethan Allen is near all-time lows. 
that's the difference. Um, so we, that's just one of my opinions. But I believe that Ethan Allen is a solid buy here. Um, furthermore, uh, Ethan Allen's management has done a solid job with a return on equity of 1.18%, a return on assets of 0.65%, and a return on invested capital of 0.89%. Um, as a result, currently five analysts maintain a buy rating, four a hold rating, and just two um, a sell rating. So I like Ethan Allen interiors. Um, the big money is quite involved, um, with 84.78% of Ethan Allen being owned by institutions. Top holders include BlackRock, Institutional Trust, Dimensional Fund Advisors, and the Vanguard Group. The technicals aren't bad. Um, I think the stock is definitely viable here. You look at the charts, and this stock just has a lot of upside potential, given how far it is off, uh, you know, all-time highs on a huge weekly basis, you know, on a yearly basis. Um, we take a look. We go back, say, two years it was trading all the way up at 34 bucks a share. Now it's trading at 19, which I think is a bit ridiculous, especially given um, all the positive uh, numbers that they have been recently releasing, especially with that debt pay down, which I like. So in short, Ethan Allen um, is a promising recovery name uh, with a solid amount of upside potential as well as a strong dividend. Um, so overall, I like Ethan Allen Interiors. Um, and, you know, you just got my opinion on two stocks that you should probably check out. Maybe do some research on them. Um, but overall, that is the show. Thank you all for listening. Um, as we noted, a lot of tech is selling off today. So maybe go through your watch list to see what's on sale. Amazon under, oh my goodness, Amazon is under 3200 again. Buy the heck out of Amazon. This stock has been doing nothing. And I think it is about to explode to the upside here very soon. Um, I was checking out the technicals a few days ago. And it looks like it could move, have a big move to the upside very soon. Um, just taking a look at the patterns, but lately it's just been consolidating sideways action. Um, and this is when you buy it. Uh, Apple down 61 cents today. That might need to cool off a little bit more. All the electric car uh, dreamers jumped back in on Apple craziness. Um, Nvidia down seven today. I like Nvidia, especially at 5.25. It seems like it's been there all year. So buy Nvidia. Um, I think Boeing is still a buy at 222 bucks per share. Salesforce down two points today. I think it's a buy. CrowdStrike down five points. Maybe let that cool off down to like, uh, I'd say 210. Maybe then it's a buy. Teldoc at 209 is a buy. Um, that thing's a buy no matter what, in my opinion. I'm under 220. Uh, furthermore, you know, there's just so many other names out here. Too many to go o go over within the next few minutes. But thank you all for listening to another successful episode of the Running With The Money podcast. Obviously, we have the holidays, so we won't be here Friday. But I will see you on Monday. Um, and we'll be back here breaking down the market, getting through the biggest headlines of the day. Also, if you're interested in some stock market gear, go to runningwiththemoney.shop. You can also ac access it through runningwiththemoney.com where we have all our breakdowns, all our top picks, and market commentary. Um, of course, follow me and my team at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Luke Donate on Twitter for some of, you know, just market commentary, my opinion on the market. Um, and overall, I will answer your questions if you don't know anything and you want to know something about the stock market. If you want to see a stock broken down, let me know. Overall, solid, solid stuff. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you Monday.